What's up, everyone? It's 9 o'clock on a Monday, which means we are back with another episode of Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Egan Shankleton. And I'm your co-host, Riley Zepp. And for the next hour, we will be talking all things sports here on the plains and around the globe. And of course, our picks for the week. I hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. One one day we'll get the uh, the imaging change at the beginning. It is nine p.m. if they're watching on Eastern in Eastern time zone. Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, so maybe we're just an Eastern time zone podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, my mom tells me that after every show that we got to change that, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like most of our I don't know. We can change it. Most of our listeners probably listen on, listen on Spotify. Yeah, we just don't really know how to do it, so we need well, like just the guy to come help us. Yeah, and we haven't got in contact with the guy yet. Yeah, and I, we're also just really swamped. You know, so much. Yeah, I got school. a test tomorrow that <laughs> I I thought like I was prepared for, and then fall break happened, and like the whole Georgia weekend happened, and I went back to it today, and I am not as prepared as I thought. Oh. And it's tomorrow, so I'm gonna pull another all nighter. But it's okay, cause I just got a pumpkin spice latte from, from Starbucks. Yeah, uh, we were prepping for the show, you know, just brainstorming, and uh, Egan just would not shut up about his pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, it's so good. I get the uh, I get the chai tea, iced chai tea latte. See, I used to be a big ice guy, but I don't. I need more coffee. They put too much ice and not enough liquid in there. And then if you get some flavor and you get like, the, they put cream and like the syrup and all that stuff in there, it's even less coffee. So I just I go to with hot stuff. Are you a a cream and sugar guy? Or you like some flavor in it or? I like a little bit of flavor. Yeah, I'm when I used to drink coffee. A I still bit, like though. coffee. I like a lot. I like a lot of flavor. Really? Because I'm still getting used to drinking coffee, but I stopped drinking coffee because I just, I just don't like to be all caffeinated sometimes. Because I'm, I'm like caffeinated for maybe 30 minutes to an hour. I'm feeling good. I feel like I can just, yeah, do anything, and then I just feel so tired and just like Crash. poopy, just poopy for the rest poopy. of the day. Poopy. Not literally, but like poop, poop, pee, pee. Just I don't I don't feel well. Yeah. Well, anyways, not well, but like, you know what I'm trying to say. Like I'm just in a constant like yeah. crash after. So I switched to the chai tea latte. The chai anyways. tea latte. Let's talk some NFL. Yeah. Well, anyways, got a big show today. The first hour is gonna be pretty much all NFL. We got gonna talk about some of the big games this weekend, and then go over all the missed kicks that happened and all the injuries that happened this weekend because there was a lot of both. And then we're going to do uh, top five quarterbacks, top five running backs, and then top five defensive players if we were if we were starting a team today. So it's, you're not going to pick Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers because they probably won't be able to play for more than like five more years. So we can do that. Then we're going to talk about NFL fantasy and then our parlay of the week. That's a lock. That's definitely going have, to be. I have two. I have a co- college football and I have an NFL one. And I can't, I can't yeah. wait. Well, I guess we can, uh, should we start with Thursday night or the one that's most fresh in our mind, Sunday night football? Uh, let's start with Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we'll Rams, go in chronological Seahawks. order. Rams, Seahawks, the Rams won that game. That's, uh, that's all I really remember off the top of my head. The Rams won that game. It was a good game. I mean, the Seahawks, 
I feel like have the same problems oh. every year. Oh, Russell Wilson had that disgusting finger in- injury. Oh yeah, he's done for like. You see, they said six to eight weeks. Yeah, something like that. Th- it's and Geno Smith was, time. Was it broken? No, I think they said it was like dislocated <laughs> or something like that. But it it that looked so painful. When it's, I w- looked like stubbing your toe, but like in, for your hand. Back in high school, I saw a kid do that. And his like ring finger was almost touching his pinky. It was, it was nasty. And uh, Geno Smith, he threw that pick—not s- pick six, but that pick at the end. I remember. Yeah, that was bad. Because I w- I remember saying to myself in a sarcastic manner, "They left Geno Smith too much time." They left Geno Smith too much time. Dude, Geno Smith didn't play horrible though. Yeah, he's not a bad. When he came in, he didn't do like too too bad. Uh, Matt Stafford though had another unbelievable game. Is Matt Stafford going to win MVP if the Rams keep winning? I don't know, but or if he does, we both called it. We did both call it. Wait, what, wasn't that our pick or was it someone yeah, else? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so the Seahawks are now 2-3. and three. Um, Do you think they'll still make the playoffs because they got to go six games to Geno Smith and they're in that division where they're probably no. going to get third or fourth? No, that is the best division in football right now. Um, the defense in, on all those teams are just insane. Yeah, and the Seahawks just have no O line. They're playing with Geno Smith, which no offense to Geno Smith, not that good though. But it's he's not a starting quarterback. Yeah, and I feel bad for Russell Wilson. because uh, didn't he not even really want to come back? And then they yeah. came back, and then now he's injured because his O line stunk. I mean, you can't really leave when you have two receivers like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It's kind of hard to leave. But then you get hit like you get hit as the Seahawks quarterback, and you you want to leave after that. So yeah, I don't know. I if I was Russell Wilson, I'd try and get out of there. But I don't know where else to go. Where the Bears? But yeah, I mean, but he would. Why yeah, would he not downgrade? anymore though. I don't know if it really. I mean, yeah, I guess it would be a downgrade. But maybe he just wants to not be in Seattle. He just doesn't want to play for them anymore. Uh, maybe the Falcons, but I'm sure the Falcons are probably going to draft someone. Yeah. Um, they don't really have anything to trade. Yeah, and they don't. You got anything more about that game? Rams uh, won. I think a lot of people really. thought I mean the Rams were going to win. The Rams were pretty much in control. Yeah. And I guess we can. Uh, Robert Woods went off. And Robert Woods did go off. I guess we can stay in the same division and talk about 49ers Cardinals, the other two teams in this division. And uh, the Cardinals came out on top in a close one. That was uh, not a very. Very entertaining game. It was like 10-0, 10-7 for basically the whole the whole game, and I think it ended up pretty similar to that. Yeah, it was uh, 17 to 10. The Cardinals are still undefeated. Um, so are. as long as they stay undefeated, I'm gonna talk about the Cardinals. I they, like the Cardinals. They also had like four fourth down stops on the 49ers. Really? Yeah, which is pretty unbelievable. So Cardinals defense is just lights out right now. I was watching Red Zone. Oh, I got a yawn. No. I'm wondering if they're getting too hot too soon, though. Maybe they're doing really well now, and then when it gets to, like, November, December, they maybe start falling apart. I don't know. I really don't know because you still have to tackle Kyler Murray. That is true. And I don't think he he's not really taking hits, you know. Does does that whole team not really – like, the, the coach is the, the guy from Texas Tech, right? Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Um he looks like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, so it's his, it's his first or second – wait, first or second year in the NFL? It's like his third now. Third? Okay, third. third. Yeah, so third. It's It'll be his first time in the playoffs and Kyler Murray's first time in the playoffs. you think that'll affect him at all? Like they 
I don't think maybe a little nervous stars. I don't, I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl, but I think the they they can make the NFC Championship. Yeah. Um, JJ Watt could finally get a close, ring, maybe. Maybe close. Chandler Jones. They, yeah. I mean, they're Rondell Moore just looks amazing. I know, and they have just have a ton of players. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. AJ Green looked good. I, I feel mean, like this is their time though, because once all these players need to get paid a bunch of money, then they might not be able yeah, to keep they, the team together. They have so much talent that yeah, because they have what Buda Baker, who's still relatively young, uh, Isaiah Simmons, who's young, who's Chase, gonna, Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, who's going to want a bunch of money, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore. Yeah, I mean they just have so many, and I can't think of a like a cooler coach to, like, use all that talent. Because Cliff Kingsbury, he might not be the best head coach, but he's very creative and yeah. how he... That's so crazy to me, though. He went from Texas Tech, who's not... Texas Tech isn't considered, like, a powerhouse in college football whatsoever, and he went from there to the Cardinals, and now they're 5-0. and It's just he has a good offensive mind. I, I think Kyler Murray is a lot better than what everyone thinks. I do, too. I, I, do, I agree. He is really good at football. But this game on red zone barely came on because it was so low scoring. But, yeah. I mean, just good defense. Yeah, if you bet the over, you did not like watching this game. Oh. Oh. Anything else with, on? I'm getting hit with the yawns today. I don't know what's going on. Anything else on 49ers, Cardinals? Um, Trey Lance, I think. Yeah, he did hurt. Uh, hurt his knee. I think he, like, strained his knee or yeah, his ankle. That sucks. Where was Jimmy G? Uh, I think he's just not playing. Really, so I think just, he was just second string. That's see, I the Forty ers should be, they should be pretty good this year. But I don't know if I would trust this amount, this like the amount of pressure that the Forty ers have to make the playoffs this year, and just the amount of talent that's on the team, and you put a rookie at quarterback. I don't know if that's the right move, but Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, one and of the also, best coaches in the league. So I I kind of yeah. trust him. It also sucks because they got to play the Cardinals twice a year, the Rams twice a year, and the Seahawks twice a year. That was like six games against three of the hard best teams in the NFL. I can see every team splitting. I think the Cardinals will only lose one of their six uh, games in their division, and one of them I think they'll lose the Rams once, but I think they'll beat the Seahawks and the 49ers twice, and they already beat the Rams once, so. Yeah, maybe. All right, moving on to the next game, Chargers versus Browns. This Okay, this sucked. <laughs> the Browns beat the Chargers, dude. The refs gave them that game. This is ridiculous. My, I mean, Mike Williams, the wide receiver for the Chargers, is like 6'4", and he has like a handful of the Browns defensive back jersey pulling him to the ground, and then it was a pass interference on the Browns. I don't know how that works. Uh, yeah, That game was insane. That was what was taking up all the Cardinals 49ers uh, yeah. showtime on Red Zone. That was a great game, though. Fantastic. Uh, I liked how the Browns' defense just carried Eckler in. Yeah, that was sick, actually. <laughs> that was, he was trying to get High down. IQ play. That was high IQ. Yeah, he was trying to go down at the one-yard line because uh, if he would have done that, they could have just ran out the clock and won the game. And the Bears, I mean, not the Bears, the Browns' defensive players grabbed him and then shoved him into the end zone so that they could get the ball back. And then we got the ball back and ran it three times and went three and out. There we go. No, I thought uh, I thought y'all just didn't get the touchdown at the end of the game. No, I think that was the uh, or maybe I don't know. There's so, it was so crazy at the end of that game. Yeah, I, but I mean, I mean we so throw it up. 
Baker Mayfield throws up a Hail Mary to the end zone. We have like three players down there, and then all of them just get taken out by the Chargers defensive backs. Uh, and then the ball, like the ball lands in the end zone. It almost hits one of our players on the ground, and they didn't call any pass interference. So we lost that game. First team ever to score 40 points and have zero turnovers and lose a game. Yeah, it was it was just four hundred and like sixty times has a team scored forty points or more and had zero turnovers and they've won every single game. It's four hundred and sixty to zero. Now it's like four hundred and sixty to one. Only the Browns. <laughs> Only the Browns would have like a stat like that. Only the Browns. That is the most Browns thing ever. That stinks though. I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL and that would have been a huge win for the Browns. Yeah, I mean they're still sitting nice at three and two. And we scored forty two points and Odell Beckham only had two catches for twenty yards. Maybe he's just not that good anymore. Dude, I don't know what's going on because we're moving the ball around. Baker Mayfield isn't doing that great, but I mean he is throwing for like he threw for like three hundred yards and Odell Beckham only had twenty. So something going on there that And he's getting paid well, fifteen million dollars. Oh, uh, the tight end in Joku went off. Yeah, he did have like a 70-yard play. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, he might be the one of the most athletic tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, Nick Chubb just had a fantastic game. Nick Chubb is Kareem Hunt. not tackleable. Yeah, Nick Chubb, he Same busted one at the end. I think he scored. Yeah, it was like 52 yards. There was just so many points scored, I can't remember like all the touchdowns. Yeah, no, if you bet the uh, the over in that game... It definitely hit. Oh, yeah. There was how many points? What is that? 89? Well, I think this is like the third time this year now that the Chargers have been down going into the fourth quarter and won the game. Which is very not the Chargers. Like, I remember Phillip Rivers being on the Chargers at, like, the yeah. 325 game, and they would just lose by one possession every I think week. I think Goodell's a Chargers fan. Years. I think Goodell's a Chargers fan. And no. Every time going into the fourth quarter, he makes a call. He's like, hey, get us back in this. Goodell, if Goodell and they throw is a the fan game. of a team right now, he would be a Chargers fan. Bills, Chief, no, Chiefs. No, he's definitely like a Jets fan. I don't know. Where, I wonder where Roger Goodell Yeah, I wonder, from. is that public information? Has Roger Goodell ever s- said what team he cheers for? Roger Goodell. Favorite team. All right. Well, while I looked that up, you want to move on to the next game, which is uh, the Bills versus Chiefs, because we only got, like, basically no time left. Yeah, no, we we uh, we have to go to PSA. He's actually. from New York, so he's either a Bills, Giants, or Jets fan. Where's Jamestown at? Is that close to, closer to New York or Buffalo? Uh, let's see. Um... Well, basically, all we got to talk about Bills-Chiefs is uh, the Bills beat up on the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs defense is very bad. Uh, Sorensen just threw it. felt like the, yeah. the safety was just Yeah, the, the, the safety Sorensen is just – I feel it's got to suck, too, when you're, like, trying and you just keep getting burnt every play. Yeah, he's not a – He's not very good in zone. Yeah, or but the Bills are playing ridiculous right now. Their defense is lights out, and Josh Allen seems to be the best he's, quarterback in the NFL right now. Could. That that hurdle at the end of the game to get that third or fourth down, whatever it was, was huge. That yeah. was sick. That was a meme too. Yeah, because you th- you could see him like right when he saw that player, he thought about it, like just going down right there, which I think like most quarterbacks would do, and then he just hurdled the guy. 
Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, you could see for like a split second he hesitated, then just whoop. All right, we, we got to go to PSAs or else we're going to get in trouble. All right, let's go. <laughs> we'll be back. Breaking news. <laughs> John Gruden has resigned. John Gruden has quit because he hates football and his team sucks. No, that's not why. Uh, I'll read this, the CBS Sports notification. Breaking. Gruden out as Raiders coach. Report. John Gruden resigning as Las Vegas Raiders coach after more emails leaked in which he used insensitive language. Uh, I'm not going <coughs> to attack nor defend him here. Um, I don't know anything about this other than I heard that he said, uh, I think it was like the terminology ESPN used, used was uh, a racial trope. Trope, yeah. Something like that. Um, I didn't read into it. I didn't know what was going on. I, I got sidetracked. And apparently there's a bunch of emails that got leaked today. Yeah, it says, report, John Gruden used anti-gay, misogynistic language in emails over seven-year period. So it might just be his vocabulary, but, I mean, I don't want to say that. But, yeah, he's fired. He's he's basically fired, yeah. That stinks. We don't get any more sick John Gruden quotes. Spider 2 Y banana. Yeah. Oh, oh, will he go back to the the, uh, the fired coaches club? Not yeah. That I mean, uh, what was what he used to do with the whiteboard and the f- quarterbacks before they got drafted? It was like the was Gruden's like QB camp. Yeah, or Gruden's something. QB camp. Yeah. Yeah, they should bring that back. Yeah. Gruden's. Man, I don't prob- know if that's he probably won't have a job for some time. But I don't think he can. Okay. My question is, since he quit, does that mean they the Raiders don't have to pay him the rest of his contract? I don't I'm know. assuming that would be if I mean if you quit then yeah I guess they don't but have to pay you anymore but I would assume I don't think he would have quit if he knew that if I don't know how to word this I think he quit because even if he got fired he wouldn't have gotten paid for some reason Yeah cuz uh it was like prob they like caused to fire him I guess Yeah I don't know um, how that works but uh what were what were that stings for John Gruden. But, uh, yes, yeah, so segment two, we're going to talk about all the injuries that happened over the weekend and then all the missed kicks. What was it, what was it 15 or 17 missed kicks? Uh, I don't – I just wrote down that there was 12 missed PATs. Yeah, and uh, there two of them happened in the Chargers game, and one of them, the Chargers kicker, didn't even hit the uh, hit the net. That was missed. to tie the game, too. Yeah, he, mi- he missed it completely, which I don't know how – I mean – I mean, I guess it's way harder than what everyone thinks, obviously. But how do you do that? You miss the whole net. I mean, it you is kill like a, baby in the stands. <laughs> it was like a thirty-two yard. I guess PATs are now thirty-two yards. Seven yeah, it did seem. Yeah, well, it did seem kind of long, but still, I mean, two in a row. Yes. Yeah, uh, he. Let's see if anyone Does he still got have a job today. Chargers kicker. I have a feeling there would be at least like three kickers get fired today. Uh, Mason Cros- Crosby still has a job. He looks really old on the sidelines too. He does. What was the guy on the Bengals that looked like Forrest McPherson? Trump? McPherson. McPherson. He looked really old. His little brother is the number one kicker in the nation in high school right now, and really? he's committed to Auburn. Wow. Yeah, they're from Fort Payne, Alabama. Hopefully, he's better than his brother. 
because uh, uh, I mean his brother's in the NFL, so yeah, but he did miss one and thought he made it, so he's got bad leg and bad eyes. Can't see that. Oh, well, it looked in. like it. It looked like it was going in. It, it dipped at the last possible second. It is true, but what? What do you think's going on? Was it just really windy on Sunday? Does it get windy in Cincinnati? Well, I'm just saying, like across the league, everyone who missed can't be the Chargers guy because that's in a dome. I don't think they had. I think they had the roof closed. Yeah, SoFi Mm. Stadium. Mm. That's just not a good look. Maybe lack of focus. There were so many points scored this weekend. Too nervous. There was just. I think there was more PATs and field goals. He saw Miles Garrett lined up against him, and he got scared. I think Justin Tucker ruined the kicker position by being so good. Yeah, he was so good and broke the record for the longest field goal so that now the next week, like, the NFL kicking gods were like, you, everyone's got to suck. Yeah. Yeah. That stinks, though, man. Like, when you're – I, w- I just want to know, like, what it Aaron Rodgers feels like when he does all this stuff for four quarters and he's like, will you please just kick it through those two yellow things we win the game well, we can go home? Didn't Mason Crosby miss, like, two field goals? In a row to win it, yeah, to win it, and, and then, then fi- he had a third chance. Yeah, an OT, and finally hit it. Yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. ridiculous yeah, how did like why does that happen? I feel like I don't know. There's a lot more injuries this year. There's a lot kickers missing a lot of kicks this year. I don't know what's it's, going on. It's I don't know. If uh, if I had to guess, like. Kickers just aren't focused on having fun. The kickers are not focused at all. What are they focused on? Um, maybe they ran like a a fake in practice, and they're really waiting for it. And um, yeah, maybe just expecting maybe kickers just want to go for two. Yeah, and they're just gonna keep purposely missing extra points and field goals until they everyone just goes for it on fourth down and goes for two. Yeah, maybe the kickers like bet the over and they realize if they miss the kicks, even though like you're not scoring points, maybe that teams will start going for two. Yeah. Or they bet the under and they're Oh, that is true. They didn't want to go didn't want to lose money. I had a friend last year that uh that had like a five dollar parlay to win, I don't know, like sixty bucks. And the guy he missed uh, like a over underline of the over, and it missed by half a point because a Bills kicker missed a PAT. Ah, uh, it's a tough scene. Rip. Tough scene for that guy. Yeah, but uh, there was twelve missed PATs, and that's the most ever. The Is it? Yeah, it was ties week eleven in twenty sixteen. Wow, which they had eleven. Um, you want to talk about the Bengals Packers game? Just how tough Joe Burrow is, really. Yeah, didn't he, like, get knocked out and he came back in the game? He got – he was just getting laid out. Yeah. Poor Damn. dude, Joe Burrow is going to not be in the league very long if their line stays that way. I think he's a tough guy, though. I think he's a tough guy, too. I mean, I think he's – I don't know. It's tough, but at some point, like, you can't just – your body's going to be injured and you can't do it. Yeah, he had to go to the hospital for a throat contusion after the game. Yeah, what is that? So This guy is finding new ways to – get injured to beat injuries really because he's fine um i i really like joe burrow so i'll defend him uh i do too i just think he's gonna get killed (laughs) um a throat contusion uh from my understanding is like contusion is basically just like a bad bruise um it happened to a a browns linebacker too I i guess he just like had a bruised throat but the, if you look up Joe Burrow hit against Packers, 
it, I think it'll be the first thing that pops up. Okay, so apparently he um, didn't even he didn't even feel that bad when they lost. He went to meet Aaron Rodgers in midfield and spoke with Jamar Chase about what could have gone better. And then, according to a Bengals team spokesperson, Burrow went to a local hospital to be given preliminary to be given a preliminary evaluation for a potential throat contusion. Burrow wasn't the only. Yeah, so there's some guy. Uh, on the Browns, JOK. He's actually really good. The rookie from Notre Dame, he had one too. A throw contusion is very rare in the NFL. Uh, it might have been just like the, maybe the chin strap thing just came down, pop. Throw contusion is a result of direct trauma to the neck. So someone just punched him in the neck. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Or like the chin strap coming down, just pop. Yeah, him. that is true. If he has like a solid chin strap. I know, so he's fine though. So let's go. He'll yeah, be back. Uh, wait. What was the? I'm just now reading that. Um, that Browns guy. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromo. Everyone just calls him JOK. It's that uh linebacker that we drafted from Notre Dame last year. Okay. He's a rookie. Is he pretty he's good? actually yeah he's actually really good because he plays linebacker, but he's uh pretty light, really fast, and so mm. he, oh. he's really good at rushing the quarterback. Yeah, Joe Burrow just. Like, look at this hit. He I feel like he has one of those every week, dude. The Bengals' offensive line is not getting any presents for Christmas. You know how most running backs and sometimes quarterbacks get their offensive line like presents? Yeah, like yeah, the like Bengals deserve literally nothing. The Bengals, you should... He, they should get them like blocking sleds. No, yeah, instead of getting them presents, you should just send them all Venmo requests. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for my throat contusion bill, man. <laughs> this is your fault. I wonder, the NFL has to have, like, medical insurance, right? Yeah, but, I mean, still, I, I feel like the Bengals, like... I never thought about that. Bengals offensive lineman after a game, everyone's just got to be like, hey, come on, can you, like, maybe not let him die every week? Well, they're definitely not getting pancakes. They don't have any. Do you think... Yeah, that is true. I mean, so we we watched some of this game, I'm assuming. Um, I watched the end of it and yeah. how it never ended. Jamar Chase Joe Burrow are really good together. But do you think they should have drafted, like, Panay Sewell instead? Yes, because Joe Burrow's good, and I think Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are also good. Yeah, Jamar Chase is nice, but your O-line sucks. And Panay Sewell is, is playing amazing. Yeah. He's he hasn't let up a sack. He hasn't let up a sack since, what, 2018, we said? Yeah, since 2018, and definitely not in the NFL yet. Man, that— it, it, And it, he's uh, playing on the Lions when—so basically he's, like, holding— like, everyone else isn't that good on the Lions' offensive line, so he's holding, like, the whole line together. I feel so bad for the Lions. Did you see Dan I know, Campbell dude, crying? This is literally every week they lose on a last-second field goal. It, it's just ridiculous. Dan Campbell's one of, like, he seems like one of the nicest guys outside of football, and he's just an ultimate football guy. Ultimate football guy. And to see him, like— Fighting kneecaps off. And to see him, like, get emotional and start crying in the press conference made me a little sad. Because I, 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 I think he, everyone he wants is to turn just that turning into Lions fans. Huh? I think everyone's just tur- slowly turning into Lions fans. Yeah, I, I like. I hope they do well. I do too. I want them to see him win a game, not against the Browns, but they can win a game. Well, the Browns, who do they play next week? Uh, who do we play next week? Uh, hopefully it's a division game, so we can start beating up on the Steelers. Bengals or some. Yeah, I would like the Steelers next week. Uh, Juju's, Juju's dude, right. are you kidding? You gotta play the Cardinals. Oh yeah. Yeah. What the? We got Chargers and Cardinals back to back. Those are the two hottest teams in the NFL. 
You had to see it. Not cool, Goodell. All right, but we then get... we do get the Broncos, Steelers, Bengals. Okay, that's 3 and all right there. Should be. All right, we got to go to PSAs, bro. PSAs, bro. All right, we'll be back. Ooh, we're back. Segment three. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. This is our top five segment. Uh, Should we just say top five coaching candidates for the Raiders? Uh, Yeah, who is? Uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban, no ma- Anytime there's a coaching vacancy, Urban Meyer's got to be in the mix. Because he'll, he'll, he'll quit whatever he's doing. Go right back to whatever, uh, whatever Lane else. Lane Kiffin again. Lane Kiffin, too. Back to back. Yeah. Uh, who's just got fired that maybe shouldn't have just got fired? Jay Gruden. Uh, Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Jay Chargers old coach. Uh, no. Um, who is uh Freddie Kitchens? Freddie Kitchens. Uh, Steve Belichick. That'd be interesting. Knowing them, they'll probably pick someone who uh has has a job that doesn't relate to football at all. How they picked Mike Mayock, the uh stinging draft guy. As their GM. Wait, really? Yeah, you didn't remember that? It was the same year they got Gruden. I did not know And uh, his first pick as GM was Cleveland Farrell. Of course it was. Yeah, so they'll probably pick, like, uh, some guy who uh, is on ESPN Fantasy, like, during the day to run their team. One guy that would be really interesting that that I would really like to see, he's probably one of my favorite coaches in college ranks, is uh, Lincoln Riley. That would be sick. I've... I watched a 20-minute video of just his offensive, like, schemes that or, he runs. now that Clemson's bad, Dabo. No, he'd be terrible Goes the NFL. NFL. God-awful in the NFL. He doesn't like when people get paid to play football. So. Dude, I hate how the Cleveland Browns just says we're third in the AFC North, dude. We should, we're so good, but we're third. Okay, uh, that's beside the point. I was just going on. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Josh McDaniels. He won't leave. Yeah, but the Raiders are, they were good. Now I feel like they're going to be a lot less good. I don't know what's going to happen. They have some really cool players on that team. Yeah, Um, Darren Waller is a beast. I just, imagine Lincoln Riley with Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. That would be pretty cool. I mean, Derek Carr, he can throw the ball. Yeah, so we'll get into it. Top five QBs. You want to go first or want me to go first? Let's just clarify. These are top five QBs that we would start a franchise with. Yeah, if we were starting today. So what's your what's your team called and what where are you from? Uh, we're the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Okay, I I didn't know we were picking team names, so you go first. Um. (laughs) Uh. I'm going international for mine. Oh, really? I'm thinking of. Maybe like a San Antonio team, maybe Oakland. Back to Oakland. Back to uh, Oakland. No, no, no. Let's go somewhere new. <sighs> Man, this is this is stumping me. I can't. I don't want to be in Texas. Um, I want. I'm going to. <laughs> uh, this is difficult. This is harder than my actual list. Um, yeah, it is. I'm putting mine in Montana. And we're going to have our, our stadium's going to be in Yellowstone. And it's just going to be like a super scenic stadium and just be cool because of that. Not because we're in, like, not because of anything else, just because, like, you can watch our game and look out and see a bunch of cool mountains. I wouldn't mind there being, like, uh. You're going to bring a team to Alabama? Yeah, the Birmingham Irons. Birmingham Iron. <laughs> yeah, the, right. the, what was the AAF? I think it was the Iron. 
What was that league called, though? Uh, XFL? No, AFL? It, it was like the AAF. Fan-controlled football league? No. <laughs> uh, I'll just be the... The Texas... Longhorns. That's <laughs> eh, original. Where do you get that one from? Uh, I don't know. Texas right, Toros. So top five QBs. Who's your number one? Uh, the Texas Toros are taking, uh, and this is also in San Antonio, uh, the Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I would take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. Me and uh, Bailey had that uh, argument. Yeah. Yesterday, so not really argument. I mean, I, w- I could see either one though. Patrick Mahomes is my number two. I like Mahomes better, in my opinion. Has won a Super Josh Bowl. Josh Allen, already. you're number two? Yeah. All right, so one, two, Josh Allen, Mahomes. Those are probably, obviously, the two everyone picks. Who do you have at three? Kyler Murray. I have Justin Herbert. I, I think like, Justin Herbert's going to be amazing in the NFL. I like Herbert a lot, but Kyler is just. He's just like if you made a 99 overall everything yeah. player that in is true. Madden. Like, that's just how he is. At number four, I have Dak Prescott. That's the guy who you wanted to know that I wouldn't tell you earlier before the show. Yeah, Dak Prescott. I think he's really good, and he's underrated. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Great team leader. Yeah, if you would have told me, so I was asking again, like, what That's why I didn't want to say it, because I knew it was a good pick. Yeah, Mississippi State. Uh, I have Justin Herbert at number four. And uh, number five, I, I did not think of Dak. I have Kyler Murray at five. I have Joe Burrow at five. Joe Burrow, if he had a good offensive line, would be a great pick. But right I, now, if just, he, if he had to go with his offensive line, it would I wouldn't pick him. I mean, his LSU line was better than the Bengals line. Probably. I really do think they should have taken Panesu and then or Sewell, Sewell, Sewell. however you want to say it, because I think they could have got a receiver in free agency or in the second round. It, it is not cool Jamar Chase Jamar level. Chase. Yeah, it's cool. But Joe Burrow's going to die. All right, top five running backs. Number one, I'm going with Nick Chubb. He's only like 25. I don't know how old Derrick Henry is, but, uh, I mean, running backs don't really have the longest NFL career lifespan. So, I mean, Derrick Henry, i take him. Yeah, I I have him at number two. Oh, my number two is uh, Alvin Kamara. Really? Nick Chubb, yeah. I actually... Don't have Alvin Kamara on my list. What? Mine's kind of a hot take list. I took, like, literally, like like you said, running backs don't play for very long. Mm-hmm. So I have Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and then number three, I have J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens. I think he's going to be he's amazing injured, running though. back. What? He's already gotten, like, a major injury. That is true, but it's only his second year. I think he'll be able to come back fine. There's absolutely no Ohio State bias in that, I'm assuming. No, there's a ton, but he's absolutely amazing. Not. <laughs> I mean, he's a really good running. He's back. gonna, he's he could end up being Ray Rice 2.0 for the Ravens <laughs> if they want to. If he doesn't have the elevator incident, <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that is, that that that's a hot take. Kids, if you don't know Ray Rice, look him up. Don't. He's a great don't, dude. Don't look him up. Don't listen to the words. He that's should get into celebrity years. boxing. <laughs> His left hook is lethal. Or right hook, whatever it was. It was. Yeah, but J.K. Dobbins could be a similar player to Ray Rice. Football player-wise, there's football player a lot wise, of similarities. That's what I'm saying. I think he can be just as good as him. What about your number three? Uh, 
Mine was Nick Chubb. But <laughs> Nick Chubb. That, I mean, it is. Cr- I think they wear the same number, same yeah, team. Yeah, 27, yeah. They have similar builds, and they have similar, similar running, running styles. styles. Yeah. yeah. It, jinx. That, jinx. Yeah, that was incredible jinx. Uh, let's just hope that, you know, uh, his career is longer than Ray Rice's. Yeah. What is Ray Rice doing right now, by the way? Oh, not not playing football. Yeah, not playing football, that's for sure. Number four, I have DeAndre Swift from the Lions. I think that he is uh, – people are starting to see how good he is now, and I think he'll just continue to get better and become a really good player. All so right. I think he's good in the pass game and in run game. I don't know. He's really good in college. Um, and he's pretty young, so I'll, that's why. Yeah, I but he, play, he plays for the Lions, but um, he's – they're like the one bright spot on the lines other than Panay Sewell and I mean Jeff Okuda if he wasn't hurt. Yeah. Um, I have I really just took like the best running backs in the league right now because I'd rather start off in their prime. So I have McCaffrey. And then number five I have Dalvin Cook. So I have Najee Harris at number five. He is tearing it up up in Pittsburgh. Now that may only be be because Ben Roethlisberger can only has the arm strength to str- to throw screens now. So he's literally just dumping it off to Najee Harris, but either way, Najee Harris he's a is playmaker. Yeah, he's a playmaker. And he's getting a lot of touches, and he's doing really well for the Steelers. Yeah, no, I I like Najee all time Alabama. Do you think back. if they asked Big Ben to just like chuck it as far as he could, how far do you think it would be? I still think he could throw it like thirty five yards, forty yards. I think he could throw it. Yeah, maybe fifty, somewhere around there. But not. Not right. very, not very strong. Top five, top five defensive players. players. This one I like. I think this one will be better because there's a uh, a lot of options. Yeah, a lot of positions, a lot of options. So, my number one, I have Miles Garrett. That is a solid pick. I thought he got hurt. He was banged up. Yeah, he game. is banged up. He's got a see. This one I don't like. Miles Garrett is banged up, and he goes out and plays and has, like, a sack and a tackle for loss, and then Jadavion Clowney, also banged up, just doesn't even play. Yeah, well. Like, what is that? Could be different severity of injuries. I, I will not take any Jadavion Clowney slander. Dude, uh, one I of my favorite college players of all time. He's already out in week four. I feel like he's just maybe looking for, I don't know if he's looking for an injury, but if he's injured, he ain't playing, that's it, for sure. He it, ain't going through nothing. Well, it doesn't really matter because uh, when you have Jadavion Clowney on your team, he could be uh, hurt all he wants. When he's healthy, you're going to play him. We are going to play him, but I think maybe he could push through some of his injuries. Maybe. He doesn't. My number one pick's Fred Warner. Is that the uh, linebacker for the 49ers? 49ers, yeah, he's See, really good. Linebacker's an odd position of value because it's probably the most valuable player on the defense but they don't have a lot of like in my you opinion can't get I would bu- say the most valuable is like a pass rusher I think it's a linebacker because they're like the quarterback of the defense like they're the that is true the they plays. do call the plays but I mean if you can't get any pressure on the quarterback and they can just have time to pick you apart then I mean cornerbacks have no chance yeah but you can't get to the quarterback every play Miles Garrett can not even Miles Garrett. He does. And Fred Warner is the best linebacker. So, and he's young. He's like 24. And my number two, I have Chase Young. That's a good pick. See, we we have uh, we have different defensive minds. I love a nice pass rush, but I also yeah. like linebackers. 
and uh, DBs. I have Jalen Ramsey at number two. He's a little Ooh, bit I never older. Thought about that, yeah. But uh, I have back-to-back corners actually. Yeah, and then at number three, I got Minka Fitzpatrick, safety for the Steelers. I think he's just amazing, game changer, really good, difference maker. Um, I got Jair Alexander. Um, I was thinking about putting him on here too. I I ended up going with Trevon Diggs instead of Jair Alexander. Yeah, I had him written down, but I mean he's just a rookie. I That's don't know who if my uh, perform. four is. Trevon Diggs. My four is Miles Garrett. Yeah, so I was thinking of Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander, Trevon Diggs, and I just took him, be- Diggs, because he's younger and he's a rookie, first yeah. year player. I don't know if he's gonna produce like yeah. this every year, but who's your number five? I picked Devin White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. That was I was also picking between. Uh, so I went with um, two defensive ends, and then I wanted. Like one from the rest of the position, so a safety, a cornerback, and a linebacker, and uh, Devin White was the linebacker I picked, but it was between him and Fred Warner. I picked Roquan Smith. I also was thinking Isaiah Simmons from the Cardinals, just because I remember he ran like a four four, yeah, or like a four three he's eight. Just a freak of nature. But I haven't watched enough Cardinals games. I don't even know if he's good. Yeah, so. I've seen enough Bears games to know that Roquan Smith is the real deal. Yeah, Roquan Smith is really good. He's but a dog. I have a feeling he's older now. No, he he played against Baker in college in that Rose Bowl. That is true. How old is he? Let's look it up. Probably like 23, 24. Yeah, but he is legit. All right, got to go to PSAs. Here. We do. All right. Oh, he's only 24. Yeah, that's good. That would have been good pick. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll be right back. All right, we're back for segment four. Uh, we're going to talk about um, – you want to do your lock parlay of the week first, or we're going to talk about fantasy football first? Uh, let's talk a little bit of fantasy, just some breakout Fantasy football, players. breakout players, big news from this past week. Um, Kyle Pitts finally had a good game. Yeah, and I traded him two weeks ago. Ah, I traded him four weeks ago. To me. To you. And Kyle I, Pitts is just making its way to every team, and I it's don't only week five. <laughs> I don't know if this was a bad pick or not, but I traded uh, Kamara and Kyle Pitts for Kelsey because I have Mahomes and I have Butker. So whenever Kelsey scores a touchdown, it's going to be a pass from Mahomes and a PAT from Butker. So that's like yeah, but then if a lot of points there. Yeah, it's a lot of. But the bye week is. But then you're banking all on Travis Kelsey almost. Yeah, but I still have a. I still have Justin Jefferson, and uh, I had Mike Williams. I traded Mike Williams. Oh, that stinks. Um, Mike Williams because I didn't might think be the best receiver in fantasy. Well, I didn't think he'd maintain his. Oh, I didn't either. I, I'm i still waiting for when he gets injured because he get, it seems like he gets injured every, like, five games. Yeah. So I traded him for Deontay Johnson and Damian Harris, which isn't a bad trade. Um, yeah, not horrible. Because I – I, I hope he doesn't get hurt, but um, if he does. Yeah. You think Kyle Pitts will finally be as good as everyone thought he was going to be at the beginning sh- of the year? He should. Um, he should. That's all I got to say about that. Um, yeah. Also, Jamar Chase is playing out of his mind. He has, like, a touchdown in the last four games. Remember when he, like, couldn't catch? Yeah, and he said he couldn't see the ball because it had white, didn't have white lines. Yeah. That was obviously I traded false. him because of that. Yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you traded me Mike Williams. 
That ended up that's probably the only trade in our league that's ended up being good for both parties. Mike, you got Mike Williams, who's really good. I got Jamar Chase, who's really good. Yeah, so Jamar Chase got 28 this past weekend. He's averaging 20. And he's got 20, 13, 22, 14, 28. And he consistently is getting 7, 4, 5, 9, and then 10 targets a game. So that's very good. Um. And he has a touchdown in every game except for one. And he has two touchdowns in one of those games. I saw he's the only other receiver who's under 23 years old to have uh, – five touchdowns in their first four games. The only other person to do it was Randy Moss. Wow. Miles Gaskin went off this week. He had like 16 points in the first quarter. He did go off. He ended up only having 31 points. Um, I guess he must have scored two touchdowns. Only two touchdowns. That's crazy. For the Dolphins. Dolphins got, they got beat pretty bad yeah. by, the, by the Buccaneers who Tom Brady and uh, Antonio Brown had a lot of points and Mike Evans. So I have a question. Do you think that Tyree Kill can continue getting like literally thirty to forty points a week? Yes. You think it? I wonder if that'll just become normal because I feel like if he's just gonna do that every week, he should be the first pick. I agree. In the entire draft. I I think even if you drafted Tyree Kill like fifth, I think that's still the seal of the draft because he has. What's his points. yeah? What's what's his points per game? Or not points per game, but like, what has he been averaging lately? What do you get this week? Oh, he only had fifteen this week, but only fifteen though. It's like there's still a lot. He's averaging twenty three points. He had thirty seven, six, nine. Okay, wait, what's going on? So he has. So he'll go forty, and then have six, ten, fifty, and then fifteen. Yeah, he's due next week though. Oh. That week seven, whoever uh, whoever's Tyree Kill week seven, they're gonna that's gonna be a week. Yeah, if Tyree Kill could ever play his own team, that would be a crazy week. Yeah, because the Chiefs are giving up thirty points. The New England Chiefs gave up like thirty points every game this year, maybe like twenty six or twenty eight one of the games. But I mean, it's been thirty every game. It's been ridiculous, that's for sure. And I mean. I don't remember their defense being that bad last year. Did they lose us a bunch of players, or what happened there? Because they still have Tyron Matthew. They still have Chandler Jones. Didn't have Chandler Jones last night. I think they're just getting worse. Who is the number one receiver in fantasy right now? Is Patrick Mahomes washed? Oh, it's Mike Williams, I'm pretty sure. No, he's two. He's two? It's four. Is it Jamar? No. Tyler Lockett? Let's look this up. Wide receiver. Who has the most points? Cooper Cup, maybe? Oh yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah. It's it goes yeah. It's cup. So Mike Williams. Yeah, averages Dang. per game. Um, Debo Samuel is fifth. He's really really good. That's crazy. I did not know. I've not been watching enough Forty ers games. I guess. Um, yeah. DJ Moore. Can I get DJ Moore? Let me trade. Let me trade you for him. No. Who's the number one kicker? I don't know. Who do you think of all, like, the rookies and young guys who are just kind of co- – because for, like, the past five years, everyone's known. It's, like, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams were, like, the best players. Even, like, Adam Thielen has been, like, a top seven guy. Remember Jordy Nelson used to be really good. Now I feel like there's, like, a new wave 
of like receivers that are really good. Like uh, Kadarius Tony is going to be up like one of the better receivers. If he ever can get a quarterback to consistently throw to him, I don't and even if think if he that does matters. it just absolute like just haul off and sock a guy mid game. Yeah, then he'll be able to get be good. He is. Probably the hardest player to tackle in the NFL right now. Yeah, that was he did. Watch the TikToks about it. Yeah, it was crazy his moves that he did. He's just but he's so agile. Yeah, I think this like I think it's changing to like, uh, I think Jamar Chase will be a guy that's gonna be really good for Justin like a Jefferson. long time. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. What is, I wonder what Terrence Marshall's up to. Is he the guy that plays for Carolina? Yeah, he played at LSU with both of them. Yeah, I don't think that. He's really getting too much playing time right now. That's or he might really be, he might be, but he's not getting the ball ever. And the Colts are beating up on the Ravens right now, sixteen to three. They just scored again, or wow. they're kicking a field goal. Are the Ravens frauds? I think the Ravens. Oh, he just missed. No way, he missed another missed PAT. Wow. No. That's oh, and it's Rodrigo. It's no, it's Rodrigo oh, Blankenship. Oh, it's Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> uh, Wentz, Wentz just got nailed, but he threw a not even a good pass to Michael Pittman, and Michael Pittman just mossed the Ravens cornerback. I'm playing him right now. I'm going to lose. Yeah, but I'm going to lose. All right, here we go. Carson Wentz is back. I'm going to he lose. he injures both of his ankles again next week. I'm going to lose fantasy now. Because of Michael Pittman. That stinks. But also, if you have uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. But we only got five minutes left in this uh, segment, so you want to go ahead and give us your parlays of the week, Riley? All right. Well, tell me what you think of this. Uh, my college football parlay. Okay. I also did very well this past weekend on the parlays. Oh. So this is all through the Barstool Sportsbook. Um, odds. Um, if you if you can bet legally, I mean, it, go ahead and do yeah. this one. This is a pretty cool one. Um, uh, I personally, I would not trust any of our betting advice. It's not even advice. I would trust mine. <laughs> I did pretty well on Sunday. Anyways, college football. This is the parlay of picks that I think are gonna hit. Oklahoma State, Texas over 60.5. Uh, it's a Big 12 game. 60.5 seems a little too low for that. Um, and then I have Bama covering 17.5 against Mississippi State. If Bama loses or Bama doesn't cover this game, Saban might. He might permanently be red from just he all might. the anger. And then uh, I also have Georgia to cover 23 over Kentucky at home. And uh, I guess those odds. Altogether, it's like if you bet ten dollars, uh, you win sixty. And then my NFL parlay is the Cardinals, who are undefeated, are plus money right now, plus two and a half um, against the Browns. And then I have the Chargers, who are also plus money, plus three and a half. And then I have the Packers minus four and a half against the Bears. The Chargers. Who are the Chargers playing? And like I'm so confident in that pick that because they're plus money that I don't care who they're playing. <laughs> you know? What if they're playing the Bills? They're not. I'm looking through right now at these uh They're playing the Ravens. Who the Ravens are losing to the Colts right now and they're plus money. That is true. Wow. 
Where's the Ohio State game? I'm trying to find the odds on this. What the I don't heck? even know who they're playing. I don't even know who they're playing either, but we're going to win. Oh, Purdue, Iowa. That could be a good game. All right. Doubtful. Mine is four games. Mm. A mixture of uh, college and NFL. And I got um, – it's the Rams – Cover minus ten and a half over the Giants. Giants lost Kenny Galladay, Danny Dimes, and Saquon Barkley last weekend, so they have no one on their team. The Rams are really good. They're gonna be. They're gonna blow them out more than ten points. Uh, they lost by twenty to the Cowboys, so the Rams can do the same thing. I also like the Bills minus five over the Titans. I think the Bills are playing amazing right now, and they can definitely win by a touchdown or more. And then I got Alabama minus seventeen against Mississippi State. Uh, because they just lost last week, and Nick Saban is going to start taking away all their Chargers and Hellcats if they don't start winning. So I think they come out and win by like 40 points this week. And then my last one is I got Kentucky to cover the spread against Georgia. It's plus 20. It's got it's plus 23 and a half right now. Kentucky beat Florida. Uh, Georgia is really good, but I don't think that they beat Kentucky by more than 20 by by 24 points. Uh, I think Kentucky's good enough to hang within that for them. So those are my four games. That's my locks of the week. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And perfect timing almost. We've got a minute to spare. Not but either. we're about to go to uh, PSAs, and I'm going to take a speed poop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're fading my Georgia pick. They're at home, dude. They are at home, but I, I believe in Kentucky more than I, more than I think the – Betters in Las Vegas do right now. Do you think Auburn? Though? Do you think Auburn can beat Kentucky? I think it would be a good game, but I'm not too terribly confident about it. I think Auburn can beat Kentucky, and Georgia beat us by 24. They the did road. beat us by 24, but I think Kentucky on the road is better than us. No chance. I, I think we. beat They did Kentucky. beat Florida though. Yeah, that's crazy. Know. Who knows? That home field advantage. All right, now it's. Now it's time to go to PSAs. Yeah. All right. We're back. We're back. That was fast, Egan. False alarm. It was a false alarm. Didn't have to go to the bathroom. Unbelievable. I'm back, though. And better than ever. I can't believe they dismissed again. I can't believe. Oop, oop. Lamar Jackson just had a crazy play. I'm excited about the second half of the show. Yeah, this is a good show. Um... Now we're getting into some college football, and then we got a Mount Rushmore, which is probably one of our f- better Mount Rushmores we've ever done. Yeah, it's and my favorite, I think, so far. My favorite, too. Mainly Mount- after we found that website with all the trophies. Yeah, but we're doing the Mount Rushmore trophies. Yeah. And segment then, seven. I segment don't know what seven, we're going to do there. <laughs> we have basically just a lot of sports yeah, written we're down, and we're just going to quickly try to go over all the rest Braves of them. talk. All right, yeah. let's just start off with college football. Uh, Auburn versus Georgia. Um, who cares? Lad McConkey went off, and and Stetson Bennett went off on Auburn. Yeah, Georgia's game. defense. Uh, well, quarterbacks we off. had it pretty easy. That first drive was awesome. Yeah, we started off really well, and then it went all downhill from there. Shove it, shove it. that. We were all just chanting "shove it." Yeah, and we were just pounding the ball. Why can't our receivers get open? They can't get open, nor can they catch the ball. How many drops did we have? Uh, it felt 
uh, like 18, but I think they ruled like actually seven. But we have 23 on the year. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Which is the worst, I think, in the nation. Dude, I don't know. They need to do the jugs machine just all day. You know, Bo Nix is uh, two and zero, not win loss, but uh, really good games played since the your famous rant. Not really. Fa- well, he did lose last weekend. Yeah, but he played really well again. He did so. play well. Just receivers can't get open, and then when they do, they don't catch it. So, do you want to like rant maybe about the receivers? You no, know, no, it's still Bo Nix's fault. Does he throw like an uncatchable ball? I guess. I don't think so. I think Bo Nix is actually really good. He stepped up a lot this year. It's just they're they're making yeah, it no, tough on him. Yeah, no, it's definitely the receivers. I and mean, Georgia, I don't know. I don't want to take any credit away from Georgia. I mean, is it play team. calling? Like, are we just like are we just like calling routes that can't run? No. Like, what are we like? Why why can't they catch the ball or get open? Because also, why good. can't we recruit a really good wide receiver? We have Nate Craig Myers. I don't even know who that is. He transferred. I mean, the only that one I the, the only days. one I can remember that's been drafted out of Auburn it, that's doing anything in the NFL is Darius Slayton. Yeah, we, he we and then even Sammy Coates. We didn't even use him that well. Who's not even in the NFL? Ryan anymore. Davis was good. Uh, Eli Stowe was good. Seth Williams was good. I, I already was told good. you this, but here's what we need to do: we need to go to Alabama, go to Ohio State, go to Clemson, find like their third or fourth string guy who still is probably a five-star and, like, the third-best wide receiver in the class behind the two in front of him, and just tell him, be like, hey, you can come to Auburn and be your number one, not have to fight for any any of the balls, throw them all to you, you get all the catches, get a bunch of stats. I don't get why we don't do that and just get them in the transfer portal. Um, we, we got a good running back. We have a good line. Got a decent quarterback. Got I'd, a good defense. I'd replace the line and quarterback. Uh, adjectives. I think we have a good quarterback, decent line. Either Online. way, we have a good running, good running game that'll open up the passing game. So if we just have a really good receiver that's able to beat the other team's number one corner, we, we ha- Kobe Hudson's not bad. It's just everyone else, and Shanker's not bad either. I like Shanker. Shanker's been our best receiver so far. Um, I like how he wears forty-seven at tight end too. Looks yeah. like a fullback, and he plays baseball. Does he really? Yeah. What do you play in baseball? Oh, I think he's a DH. Like a catcher? No, I think he's a DH. What is that, designated hitter? Yeah. So he just hits bombs? Yeah, he hits bombs, catches bombs. I like it. That's I awesome. I love it. Um, Alabama versus Texas. Okay, is Georgia going to win the championship? No. They'll find a way. I think that they will, in I my think, opinion. I think I mean, this is if, the Georgia's year. If it is any other year than this – or like this. That's what I'm saying. If there's a year, I, this why week? do I word think so? Just dumb. I I meant to say if there's, I can't even. I'm, I'm messing up, man. This this could be Georgia's year. I think what it I'm is, trying to in say. In my opinion, but I doubt it. I'm extremely biased. Updated college football playoffs. Has it changed because Alabama lost? No, I think they'll probably still find a way. I'm dropping them to four, and I'm moving Iowa and Ohio State up just cause. Iowa and Ohio State. Yeah, Georgia, Iowa, Ohio State, Alabama. That would be interesting. Would it be? Yeah, because then Iowa and Ohio State play, then Georgia and Alabama play again. No, I wouldn't like that. What if it's just a rematch of the Big Ten and SEC championship? I wouldn't like that. I think that could be cool, could be really bad. I think that actually could happen, though. I don't think that 
they'll put the losing Big Ten championship team in the playoffs. If it's Iowa. I think if it's Iowa, maybe. Like, if they if it's, like, Iowa, Ohio State, they keep What about it. Cincinnati? <coughs> um, that's going to be – I think Cincinnati's going to be the hard one because I think they'll win out because they're uh, – I think they've already played their hard team, which is Notre Dame. And so I think they'll probably win out, and then I think it's just going to be, like – I don't know, because if you do put them in, then they get absolutely smoked by one of the other top three teams. Then it's just going to be look really bad for the selection committee. Like, why do you put them in there? But then if you do put them in there and they do good and possibly win, then they you look like a genius, you know. So I think it's just going to be a hard decision they got to make. I say put them in, and if they get blown out, oh well. I say put them in if they get blown out, then, that, yeah, then just next time you got one of those teams that's not in a big conference, you just don't put them in. Yeah. Or here's an idea: you make it eight teams, or six teams, or ten teams. Just in the middle of the year. Yeah, I don't think that would fly. All right, but it would be cool though. That would imagine just the headlines: 2021, like just switch out of nowhere, eighteen playoff. Yeah, like then I get hyped. They just take it like uh, take like two weeks off the season, two less games, and make it an eighteen playoff. Or they just give them two more weeks, I guess. What if they just took off, like, what is three that? weeks from the end of the season and just made, like, the SEC championship, Big Ten championship, like, all the conferences had a playoff. Like, Big Ten playoffs, SEC playoffs. I don't know how I feel about that. That could be sick. That'd like, be interesting. number one versus, like, so it would be, like, Alabama, so it would be, like, Georgia versus who's in there? The worst in there is Vanderbilt, or is they, are they in ours? Well, you know, whatever. But it would be cool, I think. I don't know. That'd be that's an interesting concept. A little probably way too much games for the players, but it would be cool, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Way too many games. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Alabama versus Texas A&M. That was just hilarious. You know why they lost? Because Johnny Manziel was there. Johnny Manziel was there. The ghost of Johnny Manziel. They went in. They just they felt it. Johnny's here. We can't win. Did you see that video of the kicker's family on the sideline or like in the crowd um, when the kicker went out to go kick the game-winning field goal? Uh, no. What they do? It was just really emotional. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. That's pretty cool. Um, that's the last time. Or so the before this, um, the last time that Bama lost in the last second was the kick six. And before this, Great Auburn memories. was their last lost. Lost. Great. See, I think what Texas A&M needs to do every time they have Alabama at home, just bring Johnny Manziel on the sideline and you win. Well, Johnny Manziel only beat him once. Uh, yeah, that is true, but that's all. It doesn't matter. Second time he came he came back, they won again. Johnny Manziel is the the secret ingredient to success at Texas A&M. So. That's the first time an assistant of Saban beat Saban. Wonder how good a golf Johnny is now. That's all he does. Think yeah. he think he's scratch golfer. Somewhere I'd probably say so. He's an athlete. He's really athletic. All he does is play golf. Seem, yeah. Seems like good. he's a lot like down to earth now, more down to earth. I hope so. He's kind of a loser up in Cleveland. But anyways. Uh Arkansas Ole Miss. Arkansas was a Ole Miss. That was a shootout. I didn't watch that game, so I just watched the highlights, so I didn't really know exactly what happened. So they were just going back and forth. Matt Corral was just bombing it. Arkansas was just physical. 
and then they scored a touchdown in the last second, and then they went for two and didn't get it. Oh, really? So that's why they lost? Yeah, they lost like 52 So are we going to lose to Arkansas next weekend? Doubtful. Maybe. I don't know. We could lose the rest of our games or win out. I sure hope not because we need to get some wins here. Something. I don't but know. Lane Kiffin says, we won and can finally have some popcorn. <laughs> that's awesome. They finally made up for his horrible quote ahead of the uh, Bamba game. I really wish Kiffin was the first assistant to beat Saban. That would have been way cooler, probably. Just the storylines would yeah. be awesome to trash talk. But uh, last game here. This was a good one. Oklahoma Insane. versus Texas. They finally, I've been saying this all year, Spencer Rattler, the quarterback for Oklahoma, stinks. He should not be playing. He's way too hyped up. And it showed when they finally played a good team. They played Texas. And uh, Texas being a good team, I don't know. And they do have the best player in college football. Who? B. John Robinson. He should win the Heisman. He had an all-time game. Yeah, I, so they f- he has like three plus games with over 200 yards this year. Is he running back? Yeah, Texas is a good team. What am I saying? Texas looked fantastic in that game. Yeah, so they just got beat. I don't. I mean, they but they were beating them for like the first half of the game. The first and quarter, then they, they went finally. In, yeah, wait, go ahead. They went in the second quarter up 28 to seven. Yeah, so they were absolutely demolishing them. Then they finally took Spencer Rattler out of the game because he's mid. And mid. <laughs> mid. He's mid-back. So they finally took Spencer Rattler out because he stinks, put in the true freshman quarterback, and then the true freshman brought him back, and the final score was 55-48. And the touchdowns they scored, all of them were just amazing. That receiver on Oklahoma made probably probably the most athletic thing, uh, most athletic thing I've seen all year. Yeah, that was ex- that, that was that awesome. touchdown on on the sideline where his foot was literally a millimeter, like literally in. barely in, and then he still crossed the ball or the ball crossed the plane. Yeah, that was scored. crazy. That, that was, was one awesome of the most game. athletic thing. And what a throw! By a yeah, true that's what I'm saying. So he this Spencer like, Rattler guy is never gonna play again, and that's the last we're gonna see of him. He looked like uh, you know that throw that Zach Wilson made in the combine or not even combine his pro day. Yeah, that everyone that, was like going crazy about. Yeah, that's what it looked like. He made those type of throws. That is true. But that can only happen in the Red River Showdown. That is my second favorite game all year. Like my first favorite game outside of Auburn games. Like that's what I look forward to in oh, the season. Wait, I love that game. Did the Ravens score? Oh no! So they did a. Uh, I'm blanking right now. When you fake it to the running back and the QB takes it, what's that called? I'm completely blanking on that. Not a RPO. Whatever. So we faked the handoff to the running back, and then he was running it into the end zone, and he did the Lamar Jackson, like, typical Shady McCoy, one hand on the ball type thing, and then he slipped and got tackled and fumbled it on, like, literally the goal line. Who did this? Uh, Lamar Jackson. So no. what? Okay. I'm I'm having like a brain fart moment right here. What is it when the quarterback has the option to hand it off or run it himself? The JT Barrett read did option. It. Yeah, read option. So it was a read option or whatever. He faked it to the running back, kept it himself, but did like the typical like Shady McCoy Lamar Jackson thing, like only had it one hand, and then he fell. And as he's like falling, he's getting tackled at the same time, and it just fell out. And I think did they return it all? Oh, they're looking to see if he was down. 
Well, we gotta uh, go to PSA. He, well, he might have been down. All right, we'll be back. We'll we'll let we'll you know. We'll update what you guys when, when we come back. Uh, so Lamar was down. Lamar was not down. Or and no, he was not down. Yeah, and the Colts I'm now sorry. have the ball, and they are moving down the Bad field. Radio. Two back-to-back, like twenty-yard plays. This is very uncharacteristic of the Ravens. Lamar Jackson doesn't really turn the ball over very much, and their defense is normally very good. It's weird. It's weird times. They're um, like the Raiders. Huh? I can't decide if they're good or not. They're like the Raiders. Like one game they'll come out and play amazing, then one game they just won't. Well, let's hope that a uh, Harbaugh. I'm sorry. I'm yawning so much today. I didn't get my my midday nap. My midday nap. So I'm tired. I'm gonna oh, sleep like a you know baby. Nap. Um. All right. Hopefully well, Harbaugh doesn't have any bad emails. Yeah. Well, anyways, this is probably our favorite segment of the night. Uh, we're doing a Mount Rushmore where we pick our top four favorite things. The Mount Rushmore of sports trophies. So this is a any sport. Doesn't have to be the championship trophy. Uh, it's just any trophy that you could win in a sport professionally. So who do you, who should we uh, rock paper scissors? Yeah. All right, here we go. Rock paper scissors shoot. Oh, I, I won! Won! I won! I lost. No, I finally won. First time in probably ever. And I know exactly what trophy I'm going with. I'm going with the Indy 500 trophy, okay. the Borg Warner trophy. That it's literally really cool. probably five. I think it's almost like five, six feet tall now. And it's if you win the Indy 500, they put your face on it. And so it's about five feet tall, and it has the face of all the prior Indy 500 winners on it. Uh, and it looks pretty cool to, ha- I mean, to have your face on a trophy. And because uh, I mean, I th- there I know there's a few trophies out there where every time there's a new champion, they write their name on it, uh, or they sign it. Or whatever, and it gets engraved. But I think having the face and the fact that it's just continually getting taller is pretty cool. So that's why, in my opinion, it would be my favorite if I won. It's a very interesting trophy. I don't know what they're gonna do in like twenty years. That's what I'm saying. They just make another one, or do they keep making it till it's like twenty feet tall? They'll just have multiple trophies. I think there should Probably. be a height, and then multiple trophies. Or weight, yeah. really. All right. So my pick. I'm going with the Stanley Cup. That is my number two. It's that is a really cool one. Really cool trophy. The best trophy to drink out of it. Yeah, because like. you also, like, yeah, you parade it around. You go to parties and you drink out of it. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Stanley Cup's pretty cool. It also means you won the championship. The Indy 500, huge event. Probably one of the biggest in motorsport, but it's not the championship. Stanley Cup, like, you get it and you're like, all right, like, I get this for a whole off season. Yeah. Get to go party for a whole offseason and just drink out of this huge cup. It's really All right. Cool. So my number two, um, hmm, I'm going to go with the green jacket. I mean, it's cool. Because that's the hardest but. golf tournament to win. That's the most prestigious golf tournament. I mean, you can't even be a member at that course. I think if you want to, they have to, like, invite you to be a member. And yeah, you get it. Um, wh- like whenever you win, you have the previous winner put it on you, which mean which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean the green jacket's all time award to get, but uh, yeah, because like and it's I like an individual thing. Like who else can say they got a green jacket? Like bar- like only the other best golfers in the world. Yeah, 
No, the green jacket's really cool. I'm not. And if you win the green pick. jacket, then when you come back the next year, you get picked the menu for the uh, dinner and stuff. Yeah, that's so always I think a it's bonus. Pretty cool. I just, I think there's some better trophies out there. I think the green jacket's one of the best. Um, my competitor with the green jacket, arguably, uh, as cool as the green jacket's the Heisman Trophy. I put that up here too. That's a cool one. That fraternity you're in. Yeah, because you get to go up the there Heisman and frater- have. You like get to be in Nissan commercials for the rest of your life. You get to be in a fraternity with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, and, and Tim Tebow. That well, that is a fraternity with uh with no identity, I guess, because you have my Manziel and Tebow, all in this, and Sam Bradford. Yeah, and Sam Sam Bradford Lamar is Jackson. a Heisman somehow. Sam Bradford officially retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he ever officially retired. I think he just quit, like, stopped playing. Bo Jackson. Imagine being in the same fraternity Bo Jackson, as Bo that Jackson. That is true. All right, so did that, did that. Cam Newton. Um, so I'm going to go with the Wanamaker Trophy PJ Championship. That one's pretty cool. I think that looks. I think that one just, like, looks Can super cool. Can I see cool. it again? Yeah, I'll look it up. You should uh, make, a, like, make a graphic for the Instagram of our trophies. Yeah, so here it is. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. It looks like the Champions League trophy from uh, the European soccer. Yeah, that is true. I think it's just really cool, and then you get to obviously keep it for a year until it uh, happens again the next time. Yeah. Is every winner engraved in it? No. What does it say on here? Actually, I think it is. Hmm. Uh, annual Championship Special Golfers Showcase of America, Wanamaker Trophy. Uh, they can't tell if that's names or just writing, but I'm pretty sure that's names. Yeah. Yeah. It's names. Interesting. All right. Um, that's my third pick. Mine, my third pick, it's not in active use anymore, but the crystal ball. Oh, yeah, that is, that was a good one. That, they need to change that back. Yeah, they need to change it back. The to crystal, crystal ball, ball is awesome. Yeah, the crystal ball was awesome. The picture of Cam Newton with the crystal ball. Yeah, just like watching him hold it up. It's yeah. always like an iconic picture. Yeah. Nate, bring back the crystal ball. Yeah. All I right. love the crystal ball. For my fourth one, so I got the Borg Warner Indy 500 trophy, the green jacket, the Wanamaker Ch- PGA Championship trophy. And for my fourth one, I'm going to do the F1 Championship trophy. I need to see it's, that. Uh, it kind of like spot. It's pretty cool, and it's uh, it does the same thing. They engrave the drivers' names in it every year, and it goes. How long has F one been around? Uh, I think the first championship was in 1950 or 1960. Okay. But yeah, it looks like this. Oh wait, not that. What happened? Here we go. Looks like this. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think hmm. it's like made out of like there's like a lot of like diamonds. And things like that, too, that make it just extremely expensive because everything about F1 is extremely expensive. It's like golf on steroids. Yeah, so I went, I'm going with that one. Completely different sport, but, like, money-wise. I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, my last one is the Golden Hat from the Red River Rivalry or the Red River Showdown. I think it's so cool. It's the just golden, basically oh, yeah, yeah. a golden cowboy hat. Does everyone get one? No. Just one, yeah. But everyone puts it on. You, I just remember Ellinger, back when. What I if was in like high school? What if you put it? On, what if like you drop it and a bunch of people step on it? and It gets ruined. Oh no, that won't happen. That won't happen. I don't think that will happen. It I could happen. 
Look at look up the golden hat. Golden hat. And I got some honorable mentions too. Yeah, I do too. All right, golden hat. Let's see this thing. Literally, it's just a golden cowboy hat. Yeah. They is it like Party City golden cowboy hat or no, like? I think it's heavy. It's heavy. So maybe not be that practical. Well, gold's not that heavy, but like, it's metal. And the, uh, I think gold gold's metal. I guess that's cool. Gold's metal, right? Yeah, I don't even. I don't I know. Don't, yeah. Yeah. It's We're sports right. people. Um. Um, triple crown trophy. It's literally a crown. That's yeah. pretty cool. The uh, the jeweled shillelagh is pretty cool too. Yeah, that's the uh, USC versus Notre Dame trophy. What's the one? Uh, that between Illinois and like Maryland or something. It's Illinois and some or Wisconsin, one of those teams. They literally literally give out like. An animal trophy. Oh, the pig. Yeah. Iowa and uh, Minnesota, I want to say. There's a bunch in the – I think there's a few in the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten has – they have the axe of Paul Bunyan. It's just a big axe. Oh, Illinois versus Northwestern rivalry. You get the Land of Lincoln trophy. Look up the Iowa, like, Minnesota trophy. Alright. Yeah, so for Ohio for Illinois Northwestern you get this trophy, Land of Lincoln, which is basically just like Abe Lincoln's hat. Uh and then what'd you say you said Iowa I think it's Minnesota. It's like a pig. I think they said the governors of each state uh wagered a pig back in the day. Yeah, it is a pig. Or is this a pig or is this an armadillo? I think it's a pig. It looks, yeah, it's a pig. I don't know why. Me neither. Uh, uh, Floyd of Rosedale. Yeah. That's what it's called. Um, Also, Louisville and Cincinnati's trophy, they have, it's called the Kettle of Nails or the Keg of Nails. I don't know why. Just thought that was pretty cool. Um, The Lombardi trophy is obviously iconic. Yeah. Uh, uh, NBA trophy. Yeah, iconic, but it's not that cool. Yeah, the World Series trophy is terrible, in yeah. my opinion. I think it's pretty cool, but yeah, it's definitely not. It looks too uh, fragile to me. Oh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Paul Bunyan's uh, axe. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, Daytona. Uh, Daytona's super sick with the car on top. The World Cup. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, like uh, that. I don't know what tennis event it is, but oh, like when they Wimbledon? get like the big plate. Yeah, I think it's Wimbledon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like. Just getting an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, any type of medal. Uh, mainly really. gold. Gold would be, yeah, way better, Ideal. but really just any type of medal. Yeah, so uh, Purdue versus Indiana uses a bu- an old oaken bucket. Oh, the golden egg between Mississippi and State and Ole Miss. Yeah. That um, one's pretty cool, the egg bowl. Apparently, Oregon versus uh, Oregon State, there's a platypus trophy. Yeah, I think that's called the Civil War. Yeah, it is. Uh, Minnesota, Um, Michigan, Little Brown Jug. Yeah. Uh, UNLV, Nevada is like a cannon. Uh, I didn't know that we had a James E. Foy v. ODK sportsmanship trophy between Alabama and Auburn. I don't know how. That's what Foy Hall is named after, I think. Really? I think so. Um, 
Let me see some other ones. These are pretty cool, actually. The Iron Bowl. I didn't know that there was this many. Paul Bunyan Trophy, Michigan versus Michigan State. I wish there was just a bowl made of iron. Oh, this is cool. Uh, Purdue Cannon. Purdue versus Illinois. There's like a mini cannon you get. Yeah. Look up the cannon between UNLV and Nevada. Oh, yeah. Golden Egg. That's on here. Uh, what do you say? Bet- between who? Uh, the UNLV in Nevada. UNLV Nevada. What are they? So oh, this is the one I was thinking of with Illinois. It's Illinois, Ohio State. It's the Illabuck. Yeah. And it's uh, a wooden replica of a turtle. Yeah, the Illinabuck? Illabuck. Illabuck. Yeah. So, Nevada UNLV trophy. Is Ohio and Illinois even bordering each other? Oh, we got to go to Peterson. No, there's Indiana in between them, but... We're not even we we're not even rivals really anymore because yeah. you know, Illinois is so bad. I can't find it though. The trophy for UNLV in Nevada. I just uh, what was it? I don't know. All right, we gotta go to PSAs. We'll be back. We're back. We are back for the final half hour of the show. Final two segments, and uh, this segment we're just gonna kind of talk about. Really, for the next two segments, we're gonna try to just kind of go over. All the other sports um, besides football. So F1 was this weekend. Um, Lewis Hamilton qualified on pole, but then had a penalty because he switched to a new internal combustion something. And uh, so he had to go back 10 places. So he started 11th, which means his teammate started first, uh, Valtteri Bottas. And he ended up winning the race, followed by the two Red Bulls. So, Max Verstappen uh, reclaimed the championship lead with only six races to go. And the next race is in uh, Austin, Texas. So, next time you'll see an F1 race, it'll be in America. And so, Max Verstappen is only up six points. And this is the closest uh, title battle Lewis Hamilton has ever had since, like, 2016. So Who competed with him then? Uh, It was his teammate, Nico Rosberg. Hmm. Ooh, I like a lot. I like what Nico Rosberg. What team is he on now? Uh, he retired actually after because he won that. Nico Rosberg won the championship in 2016, then retired. Really? Was yeah. he older? No, he was actually uh, the same age, if not younger, than Lewis. He's only like 30 something. But I think the pressure of being an F1 driver and having to beat Lewis every week uh, was just like a lot for him, and he wanted to, uh, I guess, focus on his family. He's Good not time. doing bad financially, I'll tell you that much. Follow him yeah. on Instagram. Just bought one of those new Lamborghini yachts. Really? Yeah, which, I mean, he doesn't have a job. I don't know how he's doing that. Um. Yeah, so F1's getting close. How much does F1 close. guys make? Uh, it depends. Some of them can make just, like, a million bucks, which, I mean, I say just, but, like, as a professional how athlete, it's not that much. How do you switch this guy's name? Which one? The guy that bought the Lamborghini yacht. Uh, Nico Rosberg, N-I-C-O-R-O-S-B-E-R-G. Yeah, so I think Lewis Hamilton makes like 40 mil a year, and then some of the other big name and uh, really good drivers make, uh, like NFL quarterback type contracts, and then, but they're uh, kind of like, uh, all over. Hmm. Like, I think the guy I cheer for, Carlos Sainz, makes 10 mil a year. That's... That's still pretty good. Yeah, which is a lot. 
But yeah, F one's crazy though. I think it, like just like one of the engines for an F one car is like ten million dollars. It's ridiculous, dude. Where's this? I'm about to look up this guy. And you only have like a certain amount of engine oh, upgrades German and finish. Yes, and you only have a certain amount of engine upgrades you can do throughout the year. So every time you add an engine upgrade and like add a new engine, you get a penalty and have to start from the back, which kind of sucks. But his, his dad was the F1 champion. Yeah, so... Kiki. Yeah, Keke Rosberg. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Family full of How winners. How do you even become an F1 guy, like, F1 racer? Uh, You start out in, like, go-karts, and then you just keep racing uh, until someone... Until yeah. either you, you can pay for, like, moving up into single-seater cars, like F4 and F3 and F2... Like, if you can afford that, then you just do it. But most of the time, since it's, like, millions, if not, like, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, people don't have that money. So you have to get picked up by, like, sponsorships and stuff like that. And then hopefully just continue to be good enough to where people in, like, the higher levels want to assign you. Like, how did Lewis Hamilton get so good? Do you go to, like, a driving school? How do you get better? Uh, Like, practice. Yeah, Having but is there, like, like mentors? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, it's a lot of, like, looking at data and, like, uh, watching, like, film on yourself. You can, like, it's so technical now. They can see, like, this would, like, put the engine in, like, this setting for, like, the most optimal, like, the fastest way around the track. And so it's, like, do this, this, and this. And then, I guess, just, like, as you continue to race, you get better. I'm not sure. I don't even, there's not, like, a school, no. Not necessarily. There are like, driving, like, academies that, like, people sign to when they're younger. Like, Mercedes Drivers Academy and stuff like that. They'll basically just pay for all their stuff. Do you think you could go and drive an F1 car and be safe right now? No. I'd have to, like, work out a lot. I would do it, but, like, not very good, no. Because I know you're Cause a just like good driver. The G, like, the G-force and stuff is so ridiculous. It's like five Gs in some turns. That's crazy. It's just like five times your body weight, like, just on when, push against your head. When Verstappen crashed that one time and Lewis Hamilton apparently took him out, wasn't he, like... It was like 51 Gs. How are you alive after that? I don't know. Apparently, they're just... The cars are made really safe. And the tire wall was... Yeah, F... Or, not F. 51 Gs. Yeah, I don't know. That's ridiculous, though. Also, there was a uh, NASCAR race this weekend. Kyle Larson won. Oh, Kevin Harvick, your guy Kevin Harvick took out Chase Elliott. He got revenge. Really? Yeah, from the previous couple races or whatever when Chase Elliott blocked him. He finally got him. Yeah, he took him out and sent him straight into the wall. And then, then, like, later in the race, uh, Chase Elliott was behind Kevin Harvick. And uh, Kevin Harvick just, like, didn't break early enough for the turn and just went, like, straight instead of turning and hit the wall. Wow. Yeah, so it was karma. And Kevin Harvick is now out of the playoffs. Chase Elliott's still in. It was pretty funny, too. After the race, Chase Elliott was uh, he was like, I just want to say to their team, have a good offseason and Merry Christmas. <laughs> NASCAR trash talk is something yeah, else. Yeah, he, ha- he also today released shirts on the ChaseElliottStore.com that say, just literally that quote, like, uh, have a merry off season and happy Christmas. Wow. 
Which it should have, which he should have said, have a hot, happy off season and merry Christmas, not ma- happy Christmas, merry Christmas. <sighs> well, he is an NASCAR driver at the end of the day, not the <laughs> brightest. <laughs> that is true. I I should have said he is a Georgia fan at the end of the day. Yeah, I wonder how many NASCAR drivers have uh, college education. Probably not very many. I mean, Dale Earnhardt had an eighth grade education. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, MLB, playoff time. How are the Braves doing? Braves won the past two games. So, if they win the next one, they make the National League Championship Series, NLCS. And then it's just got to win that, and then you're in the World Series? Yep. So, they're basically in the conference semifinals right now. Do people think that they're going to win? Like, are people on TV picking them to win? Nationally, not really. In this area, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know here and, like, around Atlanta, obviously. Yeah, I know. Tons of Atlanta fans. I mean, no Auburn. one really knows, like, this Atlanta team that well. Like, So, who you're playing who right now? The Brewers. Playing the Brewers right now. They got... Jock, Jock Peterson. They have that Yellich kid. Yeah, he's not really having the best of years. Okay, and then... So, it's this one, and then what are the other two... The other series that's fighting uh, for the, the Giants and the Dodgers, which are the two best teams in baseball, and they're going to be the other NL yeah. team. Um, I think the Dodgers could win or beat us, but I, oh, I hate the Dodgers. The Dodgers, I hate the Dodgers too. I like that. Dodgers. I like the Raiders, but not the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I can't stand the Dodgers because we were up three one on them in the NLCS last year. Oh, uh, do you guys game. blow blow it? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. One game away from the World Series. Dude, the Cleveland did that with the Cubs in the World Series. Yeah, I remember that was. That awesome, was. Though. I hated. That was like the one time I got into baseball, and I would just just got disappointed. Yeah. It sucked. I. Who was the guy that hit that home run to tie it? The. Um, guy? Or should I say Guardians? I don't know. I don't know what it is anymore. I don't know either. <sighs> Rajay Davis, I think. Maybe. Also, in uh, playoff news, there's some controversy going on in the uh, with the White Sox and Astros series. So, so they just had the first game in Chicago, Game Three. Uh, was it last night? Two nights ago. Uh, Either way, the uh, the White Sox won, and the White Sox pitcher had some words to say about the Astros after the game. He basically had just mentioned how the Astros did not do as well batting. Uh, in game three on the road as opposed to home. And he said, and he was kind of hinting at the fact that the reason for them being so much better batting at home uh, opposed to in away games is because they're cheating again. And the Astros did not like that very much. That's uh, that's interesting. If if the Astros were to cheat again, this would be like the kind of the best time because no one would suspect it again. Yeah, it is. It's like, are you kidding me? You cheated again? Yeah, I guess not. But, but uh, uh, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. So oh, the red. Speak of baseball, the Red Sox are now in the ALCS. Oh, uh, they just won their yeah. series. Who the they played the? They just walked off against the Rays. Wow. Cool. Tampa Bay. Sorry, Tampa. That um, stinks. The White Sox game got postponed. Also, uh, hockey update because we're hockey fans now. Oh. Hockey is coming back to ESPN for like the first time in like yeah. ten years. Yep. 15 years. It's crazy. Thank God. Have they started yet? When does the NHL season start? Well, the preseason started, but I don't know when it starts. Starts. Um, 
Thank God, because I remember watching, like, playoff games last year, and that score bug was horrendous. I'm excited to see, like, the ESPN hockey score bug. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, and now hockey's going to get more... Yeah, more like, eyes. It's being yeah. on ESPN. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully, they put a lot of Oilers games on there. Or Stars. Yeah. Or also, Cowboys. NBA. And Blue Jackets. Maybe. Who's uh, your, like, way too early NBA preseason pick to win the championship? Uh, San Antonio Spurs. And they beat who in the Eastern Conference? Uh, the, uh, I don't know, the Brooklyn Nets. I'm saying this year because um, I don't know. Kyrie Irving is only going to play half of the Brooklyn Nets games because the Nets in Brooklyn have like a vaccine mandate rule and he's unvaccinated. So he literally just can't play in their arena. So he's only going to be there for like half the games. And I think it'll just cause like a bunch of problems for them. I mean, they already do have problems. They're probably going to just Irving. trade him. They're going to have to just do some with him. But I think that that's going to – just match with them, and I think the Bucks are just going to keep the same team and uh, repeat coming out of the East against so the Hawks. So I got the – yeah, but I think the Bucks are still better. I think Giannis is kind of – Giannis, he, when he gets in playoff mode, like actually like acts like he's in the playoffs. Opposed to LeBron, he like actually just ball hogs it, which is Le- what LeBron needs to do. But in the West, I think the Warriors are going to go back to being really good now that Klay Thompson's back, and they got two really good draft picks. Still have Draymond, still have Steph. Uh, so I think the Warriors going to go back to being good. I think the Nuggets are still going to be good. I think the Suns are going to take a step back slightly. And Probably. I think the Lakers uh, are going to not have a very good record, but I think they'll make the playoffs. And that's all I got to do because I think once they're there, I think that their star players can do enough. So uh, bias, I'm going to take LeBron out the West and Giannis out the East. I think Doug McDermott can carry the Spurs to <laughs> When is Greg uh, Popovich just going to call it quits? I don't know, but we have to go to PSA, so I don't we have do. to answer that question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we're back. Uh, Riley, want to update them on what's going on in Monday Night Football right now? Uh, the Ravens just scored. Uh, Mark Andrews just scored a touchdown, and he has 30 fantasy points. Mark Andrews In a PPR does? league. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, I have to have, like, he literally, I'm, oh, oh my God, dude. This oh. is... He's had nine receptions for 129 yards. Uh, he caught a two-point conversion and a touchdown. Dude, I literally was up 135 to 103. And the guy had Mark Andrews left, and I'm winning by a point. I'm going to lose because Mark Andrews had 30 points. Are you kidding me, dude? This is actually... What the... You're, you're scaring me there. This is stupid. <laughs> Are you kidding, dude? Mark Andrews with 30? Why? I was up by, like, a million points, and Michael Pittman made it closer. Oh, Mark Andrews averages 10, and he's scoring 30. I hope this dude snaps his leg. Nah. <laughs> we don't wish for injuries. Man. Dude, this is so this is so bogus, dude. I woke up this morning, and ESPN Fantasy told me I had a 99% chance to win. Now it's to 19. Oh. oh. Uh, so, uh... This is absolutely ridiculous. Let's talk heavyweight boxing. What a fight there was this Saturday between Deontay Wilder yeah, and Tyson Fury. Yeah, that was amazing. The, my way of watching it uh, was Egan FaceTiming me because I couldn't get to the place that he was watching it in time, and the fight ended. But it was a pretty cool fight that I saw on FaceTime. Yeah, the fight was amazing. Yeah, Egan, you tell him about the fight because you – 
we were connecting uh, poor connection a lot. Of yeah, the, time, but. the fight was amazing. It went to the eleventh round, uh, which I think it did go to. It went to decision the first time. Uh, the second time, uh, Tyson Fury knocked him out in the second round. This time, I think people thought it would be a quick one again because both fighters came in at the heaviest they've ever been. Tyson Fury was at 277 pounds, and the first time they fought, he was at 256, so that was a 21-pound increase. And then Deontay Wilder was at 238, and the first time they fought was at 217, so again, 21-pound increase. They both put on 21 pounds, and they both looked like it, too. Tyson Fury was as fat as ever. His uh, back was, like, literally, like, jiggling, like, hanging out of, like, his uh, his shorts, and his shorts also, like, kept falling down. Uh, in the fight, so, like, every time he go to the corner, his cornerman would have to pull him back up. But, yeah, um, Tyson Fury knocked down Deontay Wilder with a pretty good shot in the third round. And then in the f- and then at that point, everyone thought Tyson Fury would just kind of keep, continue beating him up and win pretty quickly after that. In the fourth round, though, Deontay Wilder came back and hit Tyson Fury with a really good shot and knocked Tyson Fury down twice in the fourth round which is uh, the first time in Tyson Fury's career he's ever been knocked down twice in one round. And then right after that, from basically round four on, from like five, six, seven, eight to 11, Tyson Fury just kind of beat up on Deontay Wilder and like leaned on him a lot, put all his weight on him and tire him out. And But props to Deontay Wilder. I don't know how he stayed in there that long. He was yeah, getting just dogged the whole time. That was insane. That's why... I mean, there were so many times where he looked, like, completely out on his feet, and then they kind of, like, do that wrap-up thing where they just kind of hug yeah. each other. And they want a breather. Some dirty boxing in there, you know, get some yeah. body shots in. And then, basically, in the corner, Tyson Fury's uh, trainer was just like, go knock him out. It's like, it's round 11. Quit just jabbing the dude. Go knock him out. And They uh, were throwing shots, though. That's like what he did. Makers. And then he... uh. After going 11 rounds in a title fight and, like, literally getting almost knocked out twice and being completely gassed, uh, still saying American Pie in the ring, <laughs> which was actually kind of cool. Yeah, Did he do that last time? Uh, no, I don't think so, but he literally he, uh, went on his speech, which he is very good at talking. You know what I'm saying? Like Just, he, like, trash talk? Like, like Connor, trash or? talk or just, like, talking in general. He's like, I came in fit as a fiddle, strong as an ox. Like, that's just good little, like, some was that, metaphor type stuff. Yeah, I guess metaphoric, yeah. Yeah, He's for a, a simile. way of talking. Yeah. So, I think that's just cool. I think that's also just part of the where he's from, like, how he was raised. That's the way they talk. But, yeah, he's good at talking. And then, yeah, he just took the uh, microphone and started singing American Pie, hmm. which... Pretty cool, not gonna lie. I wonder where he's from in England. He, uh, I don't know, but isn't a gypsy? Doesn't that mean you're just kind of like, you just kind of like wander around? I have no clue what a gypsy means. A member of a traditionally in it. He's from white. Itinerant people who originate in northern India now live in chiefly in Europe in smaller numbers. So he's from like Manchester area. Um, nomadic people and entered Europe between the 8th and 10th centuries are called gypsies because Europeans mistakenly believe they call came from your Egypt. Dude, can someone just tell me what it means? What is the meaning of gypsy? Okay. A member of a race of people who travel from place to place, usually in caravans. 
So everyone's a gypsy whenever you go on a road trip. I guess so. He's six nine. Yeah, and like two eighty. Dude, I don't like. How is it possible that he's in shape to go twelve rounds with Deontay Wilder? Like, like it just makes no sense. His body looks like he should not be in it's shape like at all. Cormier. That is no, but even Daniel Cormier like looked like pretty jacked up around the shoulders and chest, and just had a little bit of a gut. Tyson Fury just looks fat. They named him Tyson after Mike Tyson. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's crazy. And his younger brother Tommy Fury was on a reality. Was it a dating show? I have no clue. Or just like a love. It's called Love Island. It's in Europe, and apparently, I just put a bunch of hot dudes and hot chicks in a house. And see what happens. But Tommy Fury, I guess, is also a boxer and also but did that show. So, and this, he is now Jake Paul's next next opponent. Hmm. So, p- maybe we'll see another Fury in the ring soon to fight Jake Paul. That would suck, though, if you're a real boxer like Tommy Fury and you lose to Jake Paul. But I don't... So why does boxing do this, where they have multiple belts and it's not all on one person? Because, like, I know now he's got the WBC belt, he's got the lineal championship, but then that guy who just beat Anthony Joshua's the got, Ukrainian like, the WB... Guy? Yeah, the big Ukrainian guy. He's got, like, another, like, WBO belt or something. That's what makes boxing so confusing. I think there should just be one organization. Like, like I thought Canelo was, like, the king in his weight class, but then there's, like, some other guy who's the king but, like, just with a different belt. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think that, like, I think that it would make it just way better for boxing if it was, like, imagine if in UFC, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, and Khabib all had a different belt for, like, the 155 division. And I think that it, like, wouldn't be that big of a deal to keep winning your fights because there's three champions to choose from instead of one. Like, when there's one champion and they lose all their belts at once, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like when there's only one champion, everyone knows, like, they're chasing after him, and if, like, number three-ranked guy, number five-ranked guy fight, and they want whoever loses knows that they're going to have to get back in line, which, like, maybe if there's multiple champions, they just hop into a different line. I think there should just be one line in boxing. That's what I'm saying. Unified. Yeah, so I think that there should just be one line. Everyone gets in line. I think every heavyweight should now just get in line to fight Tyson Fury and not have to worry about if they're going to fight Tyson Fury or this Ukrainian guy and not get all the belts. What if the UFC bought, like, all the boxing corporations and combined it? I think UFC needs to do what Bellator does. Where they do uh, a tournament. Do you remember when they did that for the 170s in Bellator? They did a tournament where... That's what Pride used to do. Yeah, and I think that would be super cool, honestly. It's interesting. I don't know if it's healthy, though. It's probably... Well, probably isn't the most healthy, but I'm pretty sure they spread it out over, like, the course of, like, a year. Or, like, four events. You know what I mean? Oh. In Pride, I think they all did it in a night. Oh, really? Something like that. No, they break it up over, and they think they only took, like, they had, like, maybe, like, six fights, and then, like, three fights, or something like that, you know what I mean? But it was over the course of, like, four events. Like, they won their first round, and then the next event they had, it was the second round, and then so forth and so on. 
think it was Luke Rockhold that actually won it. In Bellator? Yeah. At 170? Yeah. He was at 205 in the UFC. You know, I think he just, like, lost a bunch of weight. Hmm. He always got knocked out by, like, the left hook, I think. Yeah. What's going on in you? What's coming up in you? Yeah, he's 185. He's... I bet he did. Yeah, he was one eighty five. I think he did jump up to two hundred five at one point. He might have. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Bellator, one seventy rankings. Um, because Bisping knocked him out. I have no. I don't know any of these guys. I guess he's done. Whoever it is, this guy's name is War Machine. It's oh. not even like his nickname either. It's not like in guy, quotations. It literally just says "War Machine." I think that guy's in jail. Well, he's not very good. I think he uh, like beat up his girlfriend slash wife. That could uh, I that's not could very be good. I think that was War Machine. It was something like that type of name. Well, you know what also stinks about boxing? I feel like for me at least, and like the majority of the public. Like, we only get hyped up when it's Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder fighting. Like, no one cares, really. I mean, I guess, or Canelo. But there's there's only, like, four guys in boxing that'll really pull, like, a big crowd. Yeah. Like, a lot of the, like, not even, I'm not even, like, aware that other boxing matches are going on if it's not, like, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, you know? Yeah, War, Mach- War Machine was sentenced to life. <laughs> what? For what? Uh, Did he kill someone? No, he assaulted his ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend. Oh, so he pulled an OJ. He just didn't have a knife. Um, He has his first chance of parole after 36 <gasps> years. Rodrigo Blankenship's coming in the game. He, he was born like John Copenhaver. That's his name. And then he changed his name to War Machine. See, this stat they're putting up, he shows Rodrigo Blankenship is 2-for-2 two two on field goals tonight, which he is, but he missed a PAT. All right, this is going to put the game in 28-17, 11 points. Oh, it's blocked! Uh-oh. Who has the ball? Um, The Ravens got the ball. Uh, all right, it was well, Calais Campbell who blocked it. Oh. We gotta, we gotta go, man. I wanna, I wanna finish the rest of this game. I wanna watch the rest of it. It is. It's also ten o'clock. We do have to go. All right. Um, that was a good show. I'm just extremely tired right now. It is like ten o'clock. Woo! Wake had, up. Had a long day. Um, I hope y'all really enjoyed the show. Um, yeah. It was a pleasure making it. It was a pleasure. Um, we will see y'all next week. Maybe we'll have the imaging done. The uh, intro fix. Hopefully. But uh, if not, I mean, we post everywhere that it starts at 8. Um, but uh, hope you all enjoyed and uh, love you guys. Love you guys. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Tough Scenes. If you're interested in more sports content, visit weglfm.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at RileyZepp and at Egan.83. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you next Monday at 9 with another episode of Tough Scenes.